0: I 'm not looking at yesterday 's data that came out that um, that was actually quite a surprise to me that the growth was so positive, although if we look on a year ago, the average person in South Africa became poorer because our population is growing at one point seven percent and the economy over a year only at one percent but Sukina, I think we're in a situation where right now we've seen commodity prices really collapse. Um, we've not seen this sort of collapse on a longer-term scale uh, for quite some time. We had a collapse in commodity prices back in 2008-09, but what we've got now, we've got a more than halving of the South African exported commodities um, up to October month. But the last month or two has seen a very, very big decline, iron ore, coal, platinum, um, copper. Uh, zinc, nickel, have all declined significantly. And that's putting our mining sector under tremendous pressure. And that means that they're going to stop investing pretty soon. That means they buy less from our manufacturing sector. They buy less from our finances. They use transport less. Um, it's very, very likely that these the sort of collapses um, This is really a a once-in-a-lifetime sort of collapse that we're seeing in commodity prices currently. We at least have felt the positive effect of that as well in the oil price. Uh, Consumers have had 12 months of year-on-year declines in the the petrol price despite higher taxes. Um, But nonetheless, these commodity prices are really hurting us. Then we are probably in a drought. We know about El Mm -hmm. Nino, and I'm not a weather forecaster. I'm just saying if this drought holds, We've got serious problems in our agriculture. That, again, has a knock-on into manufacturing, transport, finance, uh, tractor sales, car sales, you name it. So these are the sort of things that are hurting us. Then we have our own problems, such as we've got these silly visa requirements that we still haven't uh, quite given up. We've also got strikes every now and then. Our efficiency in our economy, especially of state-owned enterprises, is a bit of a worry at the moment, so we will not be the only country in a recession. Uh, We already have Brazil and Russia in recession. Um, In fact, Brazil probably goes for a second year next year, and Russia's already in a second year of recession. Uh, They, in fact, might be nearing levels of a depression status. And many people, Mike, um, are already having financial problems. Government is having uh, problems. Uh, is there anything that can be done immediately to at least try and avoid, you know, um, th- at least, you know, this issue from becoming worse than it already is? Well, I think, you know, we have to really uh, think about them, what what we need in this economy. And, you know, we, we need to make things much more efficient very quickly. Um, there are a few things that we can do um, that won't cost us money. We could have open skies policies for airplanes. We can. Uh, we've got to learn to let go of certain assets that keep costing us money. Um, I'm thinking of SAA now. Um, those are the sort of things that we have to do as a state to, to protect the bigger uh, picture, and we've got to encourage uh, the sort of things that we can export. Uh, in the longer run, perhaps more food production um, instead of just motor cars. Um, Motor car profits go out of the country very quickly, whereas food is often produced in the country, and uh, that can uh, find very readily markets in Africa. And at the moment, Africa is also under pressure because most African countries are also very big commodity exporters, and they're also feeling the pain um, of lower commodity prices, be it Angola, Nigeria with oil, or Zambia uh, with copper, Zimbabwe with nickel. Nickel prices are now at a 12 year low. Uh, so we're we all going to suffer a bit in Africa, and I think we've got to think of uh, stuff that we can help Africa with. That would be a very, very advantageous thing that we can do long term as well and policy wise where do you think um, you know we should be looking at uh, to actually bring about some relief well there 's many areas that we can uh, bring about relief you know it 's a uh, political will is the thing, uh, for example, uh, black economic empowerment often only benefits a few, not many, and at a rate that stops other people from investing here, uh, they see it as another tax, so that maybe need to be reviewed and look at how we do it um we need to really look at uh, silly rules that we've put in place over the uh, the years that uh, really inhibit not just investment but the way that people see us and those are the things that we're going to have to uh, look at we're going to have to look at local government rules and regulations on uh, the informal market because quite clearly we need that informal market to continue to be the nursery school of our entrepreneurs in this country and we need to make it easier for them to become entrepreneurs and to step up from there so perhaps support systems that can uh, bring out the people in the in the informal market places where they can sell that's near the mainstream uh, of the economy not hidden away uh, places where they could fix cars you know we've got to think much broader than that maybe uh, uh, tie in school feeding programs to uh, uh, community uh, job creation, all those sort of things uh, could be used um, to encourage entrepreneurship. Uh, and we must uh, realise that failure—I think it's an attitude thing as well. Failure as an entrepreneur is not a sin, and profits are not a sin either. I think we have to get to the idea, uh, back to that idea, that profits brings uh, investment, investment brings jobs. Is local business investing enough in South Africa? No, local, local businesses, are, you know, there's, there's a lot, but local businesses are worried about the risks. So they've used a lot of their money to move uh, elsewhere because the opportunities and the profitability of other countries are a lot better. At the moment, the South African economy only has a return on assets of around 5.5%. Um, for most business people, uh, you can do better leaving your money in the bank. Uh, you can do better risk free uh, leaving your money with the government at 8% via the post office. So, why would you invest in a business in South Africa? You know, you need to have a profit margin that is substantially higher than uh, the rates that you can get elsewhere. And I think that's one thing that we're not doing well at at the moment. So, South African businesses have moved offshore. of the turnover of the total JSE-listed companies is now outside of South Africa's borders. That is a fact. And it's not just a a white-black thing. Uh, We can look at post-apartheid companies such as MTN. They've been very successful in Africa. Yes, recently they've had hiccups, but they've been a, a, a very, very big success around the continent and the Middle East, and we've seen that with many other South African companies. I think the smaller companies are starting to realize and the medium-sized companies are starting to realize their are countries around us. And, uh, you know, even small consulting firms are doing businesses in places like Botswana and Namibia and the surrounding countries around us. And I think it's something uh, that is part natural and partly also... Uh, because there just it, are too many rules and regulations, and not enough profit in South Africa, the risks have become more. The politicians are becoming outspoken against business. We heard the president again. It is a it is a problem. We we you, we need business more than business needs us, and we have to start realizing that very very quickly or we're going to sit with an unemployment rate that's going to go past 40%. So what is it then that a company like BMW would see in South Africa and a reason for investing that local business does not see? Okay, let's put BMW into perspective. Six billion rand to BMW is very little. Second of all, we've got some of the highest um, subsidies to motor vehicle manufacturers, which is why they're here. And they also get a tariff-free um, exports into the United States with Algoa. If we lose Algoa, uh, many of the motor car industry might not be here, not quite sure how their profits are are structured. But the only success story is that we've had the motor vehicle industry and so on. And directly, they create very little jobs directly because most of the stuff is done by robots. Um, You know, we've also heard BMW before complain about the strikes and so on and uh, they have uh, moved on from there, and not just them, but motor, the mo- manufacture of motor cars is very much automated these days, and you very often find that there's only three, four, five hundred 500 people employed in the actual manufacture of the motor car. There's more people employed in the marketing uh, of the motor car. So we've got to be very careful how we view these things. It's not just a negative, and certainly other companies will also invest here. But I think if we look at the data that we've got from the United Nations trade and data, the actual physical investment of South African is now much higher. So we export more, com, uh, more money to start firms elsewhere than we attract, and that's confirmed by Reserve Bank data. So I think if you look at the data of what other countries are telling us as South Africans, are investing in other countries more than other countries are investing here. So there will always be people that invest here. That's not the problem. The problem is we actually need triple or um, ten times that amount, uh, because in the whole scheme of things today, $6 for a company like BMW is two days' turnover.